Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, and joining us, as usual, is the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hello, Scott. Yes, I'm pretty good, thank you. I wouldn't say I'm great today, but I'm pretty good. Oh, how come you're not great? <laughs> well, there's a, a big stress uh, uh, going on for me right now uh, with my computer. I seem to have a virus in it, so I'm not oh. able to open up my emails or any of my Word documents or, in fact, anything on the Internet. Uh, so, uh, happily, uh, there is a uh, big upside to this story. I'm on my husband's computer, uh, which is great. We have a second computer in the house. I'm, so, that's what, where I'm talking to you today. Mm, so, a little bit of anxiety and stress coming in because that's, we all, I know what it's like to have a virus on my computer. I hate it. And it's just such a helpless feeling of, Yes, I think that that loss of control as well, because mm. I'm not the computer expert. So uh, I feel yes, it's I think it's loss of control and what to do. Cool. And I had some uh, stress and anxiety coming into today's show as well, because obviously before we started, you had told me about your situation, and when you spoke, it seemed to me that your voice was kind of it wasn't your voice but as you spoke there was crackly sounds around and I'm thinking oh my goodness I'm not going to be able to have the high quality of sound that we're used to for our listeners and uh, so that created anxiety in me and stress and so now uh, everyone listening to this podcast now knows that um, you're on a different computer than normal and there may be some crackling uh, but please ignore it and that we're going to deal with uh, how to deal with anxiety when things just happen in life to get in the way of us creating uh, all the magnificent things that we want to create. And I think this, <laughs> this happens no matter what, right? Um, in, I think in every, uh, every career, every business, every uh, hobby, every sports, we, we all run into things that are just like, Ah, oh, I can't believe I have this roadblock ahead of me now and I can't, you know, I need to figure out how to get around it. And in your case, you went, had to go to a different computer. Uh, in mine, I'm hoping that I'll be able to mute out some of the crackling and <laughs> in this, in our particular instances. But I mean, uh, when it comes to sports, the other team makes a super play or when it comes to work, the competition drops the prices or or when it comes to work, your coworker does something that you know upsets you. Uh, there's all these driving, someone cuts you off. I mean, there's all these places where unexpected things disrupt the life that we thought we were going to be living today. That's right, and I think uh, what, what's very interesting as well, Scott, about uh, the work that I do with EFT and the understanding of the mind-body connection is how our body uh, responds to the stressors. So, for example, uh, you said about somebody cuts, cuts us off when we're driving or maybe somebody makes a comment that agitates us or 
creates anxiety. Uh, what, what happens in the body, how the body uh, responds to that and, and flooded uh, with different kind of chemicals and how, how that's linked to the brain, but then also how the, our mind then starts to perceive the situation. Mm. Uh, so uh, it, um, with it, uh, our body is, say, for example, flooded with adrenaline, um, and then uh, it, it continues to flood with adrenaline every time we remember that event. So, for example, I'm driving, someone cuts me off, the adrenaline starts pumping in my body and I, I respond however I do. But then, potentially, every time I remember that event, the same thing happens. So I can re relive that experience again and again, just simply through the thoughts I'm having about that uh, memory, then again, the, the adrenaline starts to pump. So constantly, the body is being battered again and again. Uh, and this, this shows us the, uh, the importance of, and the power of our beliefs and how, that, uh, how really that determines our biology as well. Wow. I have something I hadn't really thought of was uh, yeah, I have the experience right now and then Tomorrow, when I think about it, I could be having it again and again and again. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I use the example of someone cutting us off, but I mean, we, we could use any example, like somebody uh, verbally or physically um, attacking us or uh, perhaps being in a car accident or, or something, a trauma with, as we call it, a, a big T. And that definitely will cause a physiological response every time we think about that. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, when they, they remember very stressful uh, events happening, they often feel an increase in their heartbeat. Uh, so their blood's pumping faster, cortisol's being released, adrenaline's pumping, and so forth. Uh, so again, just remembering that uh, that incident will re recreate uh, the the physiological responses in our body. So again, the bo the body has to pump its way through all of that again and again and again. Uh, so of course, this is the value of EFT because if we can tap on whatever's just happened in the moment or as quickly as we can afterwards, then of course it will uh, uh, the energy system. Uh, straightens itself out, there's no charge around it, so we can look back with some neutrality and our body doesn't need to go through that whole response thing again. Right. And this whole uh, thing about stress is uh, its really epidemic in our society. That's right. I mean, uh, it's, uh, I think, that I can't remember who did the study, but I know that there's a study that that suggests that uh, most people, uh, the highest proportion of heart attacks um, are not through thing, the, the usual um, routes like we would imagine, for example, diabetes or smoking, or excess drinking, uh, or perhaps being overweight, but actually uh, on a first thing on a Monday morning when people are anticipating uh, going back to work. Uh, and uh, sorry, I don't know who did that study, uh, but right. I know that uh, there's been research into that uh, because we we live in a world now that where there's so much technology that uh, supposedly supports our lifestyle, but in actual fact, very often can cause us even more anxiety and stress, as in my situation today. Um, and uh, the stress has come from all different angles, and of course, how we respond to them or if we don't respond to them is the key.
Right, right. Well, the American Psychological Association uh, does a survey, and they, uh, I think they do it every year. And in the 2010 Stress in America survey, uh, basically said that it paints a picture of an overstressed nation feeling the effects of prolonged financial and other recession-related difficulties. Americans are struggling to balance work and home life and make time to engage in healthy behaviors, with stress not only taking a toll on their personal physical health, but also affecting the emotional and physical well-beings of their family. And one of the questions that they asked is, what impact does a parent stress have on a child? And 47% of tweens, which I assume is people just bef before they turn 13, <laughs> uh, <laughs> say they feel sad, and 43% of teens say they feel worried, which is amazing because to me, you know, when you're childhood and you're a teenager, you should be, uh, you know, not, I, I know we have, teenagers have issues and everything else, I'm not saying that they don't, but to me it should be a, a joyful time of growing up and, and getting ready to leave the nest and all these sort of great things, but doesn't seem to be the case. That's right. Yeah. And there was, uh, sorry, I was just going to say too that there was, um, in terms of health, there was three things that came out of this survey that I thought were really interesting. Two-fifths of adults reported overeating or eating unhealthy foods because of stress in the past month. And nearly one-third said they skipped a meal because of stress. More than four in ten said they had lain, laid awake at night in the past month, and uh, the most common physical symptoms of stress that they reported were irritability, 45%, fatigue, 41%, and lack of energy or motivation, 38%. And I just think those are very, very large numbers, um, you know, showing actual, like, here's what happens when you're overstressed. You're, you're not eating, you're overeating, you're eating bad stuff, you're staying awake all night, You've got no energy or motiv pardon me, motivation, and you're not pleasant to be around. Exactly. Uh, and so when, when somebody is in that l motivation-less state, then it, uh, life, I guess, becomes purposeless as well. Like that there's no focus on what they want and where's the joy. Uh, and uh, then that's when the procrastination and the overwhelm sets in too. Uh, and I think what's interesting is that as a, as a populace, we're very focused on uh, survival as well, uh, like kind of forging on. And you and I have talked in other podcasts about soldiering on and, and uh, just making the most of it and pushing on regardless of what's going on in our life. But where, where is the chance in, in that case uh, for the body to repair itself and heal itself? I mean, it's a known fact that uh, stress... Uh, and anger have a huge impact on the immune system. So if the immune system is compromised, uh, then where, where is the time uh, for it to repair itself if there's more stress layered on top of the current situation? Absolutely. So this whole stress and anxiety, this constant stress and, and uh, the anxiety that, uh, that fuels it is something that we need to be able to learn to cope with in a better way because it seems to me we're not coping with it uh, very well right now. Yeah, I mean, it really saddens me, Scott, when you mention about teenagers and children too. Uh, I mean, I work with a number of children and teenagers or uh, people that I work with tell me about their children. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, it, uh, 
childhood and teenage years could be a time for real joy and fun and freedom um, and yet uh, they, they carry huge burdens um, and uh, weights upon their shoulders for whatever reasons. Um, and of course this is again where EFT can step in to turn that around and, and uh, offer a, a different perspective to the situation uh, as well because um, particularly uh, again a known fact is that uh, from zero through to six is uh, where we take on all our, uh, the majority of our beliefs because of course children are just like sponges so messages that we saw or heard in childhood from particularly from those years uh, make a really profound impact on us right. uh, so so uh, of course parents are parents teachers other authority figures are our role models and uh, how we perceived them to behave of course um, is hugely powerful and things that we heard them say and the the, uh, the lessons that they taught us uh, are also things that we can take on and of course cause stress yeah absolutely so what can we do to uh, relieve some of the stress that we're feeling day because I mean it's it's not like you know in the old days stress was uh, you know there's a saber-toothed tiger coming we got to run right <laughs> and get out of the way and then once we were done running we we're like <laughs> and uh, and then we'd sit around and you know wait for the next meal to come by or get some wood for the fire or whatever, right? <laughs> but but now it's kind of like the saber-toothed tiger comes and we run, 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 and then we don't have time to, to rest because there's another saber-toothed tiger coming from the opposite direction. We've got to run some more. And so there's no opportunity for us to just uh, recoup uh, Exactly. I mean, again, it goes back to what I was just saying, Scott, about we're so in survival mode that where's the opportunity for repairing and recuperating and healing? I mean, uh, in, in those days, yeah, the saber-toothed tiger was there, <laughs> but also uh, the sun uh, went down early, so then there was an opportunity for man to, uh, to rest and, and to recuperate and then get up with the sunrise the next day and go out and, and forage for food and all the rest of it. So there was that opportunity to heal and, and literally take some time out. Uh, so we, we create the situations for ourselves that we're in uh, it nowadays uh, and because life is so on the go and, and uh, at times frenetic and chaotic, uh, if we can afford ourselves an opportunity to do some tapping on what's coming up, in life for us and, and uh, really dissolve those anxieties, then we're what I call a kind of like a black, not necessarily a blank canvas, but we have an open space uh, within us to allow ourselves some breathing room. Right. Cool. So uh, with, uh, often with, uh, when I work with new clients, um, they'll say to me, I'm just so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed. Uh, I really don't know where to start with it all. It's just every day is exactly the same. And uh, w with EFT in this case, it's quite uh, it's quite good to do what's called creeping up on the problem. And mm. this is a is a technique in EFT where uh, we can use it in a very uh, we can use EFT in a very generalized way. And I know that you and I have talked a lot about the importance of being specific and really focusing on specific aspects for healing to take place. 
Um, however, in this case, if somebody is feeling very overwhelmed or they feel there's just too, too many things to work on in one go, creeping up on the problem is a great way around that. Uh, because then what happens is the initial really high charge is lessened overall. And with that, uh, the person can start feeling a little more calmer, I mean, not calm and relaxed, but a little calmer about addressing specifics of the situation. Hmm. Okay. That sounds like a, that sounds like a good way to deal with the stress. Yes. Yeah, so I wonder, do you want to do a little bit of tapping with me, Scott? I'd be delighted, Annabelle. Because <laughs> I'm like everybody else. I'm uh, stressed out, and I've got all these things pulling me in different directions, and I don't take as much time as I should to just relax. In fact, I think if I'm relaxing that I should be washing the windows and cleaning out the car and driving the kids to this and that, and, and I'm sure I'm not alone with those uh, feelings. Yes, there's always something more perhaps that we could be doing rather than taking some time for ourselves. So um, generally, overall, how, um, how stressed do you feel um, about your life at the moment? Hmm. Well, one of the ways that I tell is when I used to run a grocery store and I was highly stressed, I clenched my jaws to the point where and this is just such a, <laughs> this is just the way our society works, right? I went to the dentist, told him, you know, my jaw hurts, my teeth hurt, because I'm clenching them so much, particularly when I sleep. And he says, oh, well, no problem. You're supposed to keep your, your teeth, you know, a quarter of an inch apart at all times, and when you're sleeping, you're just clenching, and, and so they're grinding and all that. We'll just put a piece of plastic between your teeth so that they can't close that much, and you'll be fine as opposed to saying, you know, you're really stressed out and you should learn to relax, right? Mm. So when I left that job and I was in a far less stressful environment, lo and behold, I started to relax and my jaw didn't hurt anymore and I wasn't clenching and I wasn't grinding or any of these things. And so since then, what I've, because I'm now aware of the difference, I notice, oh, my jaw is tense and and I'm grinding my teeth and so I must be stressed out so where am I stressed out and then I start seeing what I can do to relieve it or relax or whatever so I've noticed the, the last little while my jaw has in fact been very tense and I, I'm yes. grinding and so this is the message that your body sends you and it's what I could say to my clients it's sort of like your marker your bench line. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I was uh, recovering from chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, and I was doing more, so I was walking and I was out and about, uh, I always knew when I'd pushed myself a little too much, like I'd done too much in the day or I'd had too many conversations or whatever it, it had been, because the uh, muscles in the front of my thighs started to throb and my mm. knee joints would ache. And I would always think, ah, I've pushed myself too far. My legs are telling me to slow down. There uh, it is. Yeah, so with you, it's your jaw clenching and that's your marker, your gauge that you know, uh, okay, maybe I need to slow down a little or whatever it is uh, that uh, you do to take some time out. Right. And so the reason that I wanted to tell you all that was like, because when I was originally thinking of the answer to your question, I would have said, 
on a scale of 1 to 10, oh, I'm probably like a 3 or 4. But if my jaw is sore and clenching in my teeth and everything, then I know that that's a high level of stress. Mm. So I, but if if I was just not thinking about that and it was just, say, oh, no, it's not that stressful, right? So I minimize the degree that I feel like I'm stressed out. And because I have a marker, I can say, okay, you know, you're not really in reality here, Scott, because if you were as relaxed as you think you are, your jaw wouldn't hurt. Indeed, oh. and this is very observant, well done. Uh, I mean, uh, it, stress is very interesting to me because so many people bandy the term around very liberally. Oh, I'm so stressed. Um, and, and sometimes it's almost a badge of honor in our society. <laughs> yes, hey, it is. He's so stressed, and yet look at him. He's running his own business, or, or she's driving the kids here, there, and everywhere to classes, or whatever the situation is. Look at them. They're, they're still going for it, and they have a supersized amount of stress in their lives. Um, and uh, so, but on, upon reflection, if you're gauging your stress by the way your body is responding right now, that, that, that suggests reflection and really listening to your body because the body will say no for us. So many of my clients who are very seriously ill or in chronic pain are astounded that their bodies have let, had, have let them down and they've got to this place. But then if we, if we go backwards and, and work through what's been going on in their lives, I mean, the, the amount of stress they've had in mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, and, and it's a wonder that they can even stand up if they are standing up. Uh, so to, let's start with what our body is telling us. So you know now, mm, my jaw's clenched. So how much stress do you imagine you have then, Scott, on a scale of zero to ten? Well, I would say about probably nine to nine and a half. Mm. All right. Do you feel that anywhere else in your body? Mm, no. Okay. So uh, we'll tap, as we, as we say very generally, we're going to creep up on the specifics of the problem and uh, do some general tapping around anxiety and stress with Scott. And before we start tapping, just to, to remind all of you listening, I'm not a licensed health professional, but I offer EFT as an advanced EFT practitioner. EFT is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical treatment, but can be used in conjunction and you're encouraged to consult your doctor or your therapist regarding your use of EFT. In choosing to tap along with Scott and me, you're required to take complete responsibility for your own emotional, physical, and mental health and well-being, both during and after this podcast. And I would like to add to that that if you are driving, <coughs> we would like to uh, make sure that you are not adding to the stress and anxiety of the drivers around you by tapping along as you're trying to drive. So please do not tap and drive, just like you're not supposed to drink and drive. Uh, you can do this part, either pull over to the side or wait till you get home or someplace where it's safe and you're not endangering pedestrians or other drivers. All right, thank you, I love Scott. saying that. Yes, I know, it gives you great <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> All right, so let's tap the karate chop point and uh, we'll say this. Even though I have a lot of anxiety and stress in my life. Even though I have a lot of anxiety and stress in my life. I really want to accept myself. 
I really want to accept myself. Because I am doing my best. Because I am doing my best. Even though it could be. Even though it could be. That for whatever reason. That for whatever reason. I really don't want to let go of all this anxiety and stress. I really don't want to let go of all this anxiety and stress. Maybe it serves me in some way. Maybe it serves me in some way. And even though this could be true. And even though this could be true. I want to accept all of me. I want to accept all of me. Even though I'm unwilling to release this stress and anxiety. Even though I am unwilling to release this stress and anxiety. Because it's part of who I am. Because it's a part of who I am. It's become my identity. It's become my identity. And I want to accept myself for this. And I want to accept myself for this. And treat myself with a little more kindness. And treat myself with a little more kindness. Okay, so we'll go to the top of their head, Scott, and we'll say this. All this anxiety in my all life. All this anxiety in my life. Eyebrow point. All this stress in my life. All this stress in my life. Side of the eye. Causing my jaw to clench. Causing my jaw to clench. Under the eye, reminding me of how stressed I am. Reminding me of how stressed I am. Under the nose. All these reasons to be stressed and anxious. All these reasons to be stressed and anxious. Chin point. And what that means for my body. And what that means for my body. And the collarbone point. What that means to be stressed and anxious. What that means to be stressed and anxious. Under the arm. I'm so stressed right now. I'm so stressed right now. And back to the top of the head. My jaw's clenched. My jaw's clenched. Eyebrow point. My body's showing me just how stressed I am. My body's showing me just how stressed I am. And the side of the eye. All this stress and anxiety. All this stress and anxiety. Under the eye. And what it means to me. And what it means to me. Under the nose. And what it could mean to let it go. And what it could mean to let it go. Chin point. And the uncertainty about letting it go. And the uncertainty of letting it go. Collarbone point. I'm unsure if I can do that. I'm unsure if I can do that. Under the arm. What if I can? What if I can? What if I can do it su with surprising ease? What if I can do it with surprising ease? Okay, so we'll close our eyes and we'll take a comfortable breath. Okay, very nice. And uh, take your time, Scott, if you want to open your eyes and let me know that number of, um, of stress that you described earlier. Well, I'm surprised at how relaxed I feel. <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, ah. Oh, so I would say it's down to maybe a four. Okay. And isn't it interesting? Because we didn't go into any specifics. I still don't know why you might be stressed or anxious. Um, this is very general EFT tapping, very, using the, the language very loosely, just really saying I'm stressed, I'm anxious, mm -hmm. um, as we creep up on it. Um, so now we'll tap on that remaining four. So we'll go back to the karate chop point okay. and we'll change the language a little bit because the subconscious is letting go. It's feeling safer now and it's op open to the possibility of moving on. So we'll say this, even though I still have some anxiety and stress. Even though I still have some anxiety and stress. I really want to put it behind me. I really want to put it behind me. 
Even though there's still lots of reasons. Even though there's still lots of reasons. To be stressed and anxious. To be stressed and anxious. I deserve to move on from them. I deserve to move on from them. Even though I still have a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. Even though I still have a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. I'm open to the possibility. I am open to the possibility. That I can let them go. That I can let them go. And move forward instead. And move forward instead. All right. So let's go to the top of the head and we'll say this. This remaining anxiety. This remaining anxiety. Eyebrow point. And this remaining stress. And this remaining stress. Side of the eye. And what it means to me. And what it means to me. Under the eye. And how my body is responding. And how my body is responding. Under the nose. And the message is my body is giving. Uh, uh, yeah, the message is my body is sending me. And the message is that my body is sending me. Chin point. The, the tightness in my jaw. The tightness in my jaw. Collarbone point. This need to clench my jaw. This need to clench my jaw. Under the arm. Because of the remaining anxiety and stress. Because of the remaining anxiety and stress. Top of the head. Now I'm ready to let that go. Now I'm ready to let that go. Eyebrow point. Now it's easier for me to move on. Now it's easier for me to move on. Side of the eye. I realize the stress and anxiety no longer serve me. I recognize the stress and anxiety no longer serve me. Under the eye. I deserve to be free of them. I deserve to be free of them. Under the nose. I deserve, uh, I deserve to move forward. I deserve to move forward. Chin point with surprising ease. With surprising ease. Collarbone point. Feeling calm and confident. Feeling calm and confident. Under the arm. Reassured I can do this. Reassured I can do this. Okay, very nice. So we'll take another comfortable breath. And how does that feel, Scott, now? I'm just absolutely amazed, Annabelle. <laughs> Why is that, then? Well, my jaw just doesn't have any of the stress or tension um, or tightness in it that it had when we started. And uh, so I'm, I feel very relaxed throughout my whole body, but, of course, my barometer is how my jaw feels, and I'm just, like, so surprised. And I, and I have, we've talked about psychological reversal where, you know, people have <coughs> gone through the process and they don't recall how bad it was before. And I find myself fighting that. Part of me is, is kind of going, well, I guess it really wasn't that tense before. But I know from like 20 years of clenching my jaw, you know, what that's like. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it was, you know, where it was in relation before we started. So that's just absolutely... Um, Stun, stuns me. I don't know how else to say it. I'm just in awe and shock. Can you give me a number of how stressed or anxious you feel about what's going on in your life? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's like one maybe, or I'm not really feeling any anxiety or stress right now at all. But <laughs> I can find. Okay, so your so your jaw is telling me that it uh, sorry, it's telling you that it's relaxed enough to yeah. to know that. 
Okay, so when we creep up on the problem, uh, the best way to approach it is exactly as we've done in a very general global way, just acknowledging generally, like for example, I'm stressed or I'm angry, I'm overwhelmed. And then we get when we get to a three or less, so you were at a four, so I carried on for another round. But when we get to a three or less, we can go into specifics. So if you'd had some charge, I would have then said, tell me uh, a specific event. So if this were a full-length uh, session with a client, I would say, right, tell me a specific event that's going on in your life uh, that really is causing you a lot of stress or anxiety. Um, and so we would then start to get specific with that. So for those of you listening, what now you've done some general tapping, creeping up on the problem, now is a great time to focus on one event uh, that's going on in your life. It might be ongoing. Uh, it might have been a one-off uh, where it really creates anxiety or stress when you consider it um, and then use EFT on that, either that mm. specific time or recurring events. Um, and then uh, the charge undoubtedly will be less because you've crept up on it in a very general and gentle way. Right. Wow. And it, it, uh, just... Uh it works. What can I say? I'm, I feel like the guy in the infomercial that comes in and they've chopped up a bunch of stuff and out of nothing and made this beautiful meal and he tastes it and he just goes, oh my goodness, this is delicious. I can't believe you did it in only four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thrilled. Well done, Scott. Nice. And now, uh, having that sense of uh, ease uh, enables us to really move forward and approach things in a very different way. Because when we're feeling calmer, undoubtedly we have a different perspective on things. Yes, that's absolutely right. Because we and we're able to leave a space open to look at things differently, to respond differently uh, that I wouldn't have been able to do before, for sure. Yes, and of course, not only mentally and emotionally have you had a shift, of course, your body is shifting too, because um, as is the case with tapping, the heart rate will slow, uh, if, uh, like slow down, uh, and uh, the, uh, the adrenals are not pumping and, and, uh, and uh, overburdened as they were when we were once considering the stressful event or experiencing it. So everything is a lot calmer, so the body is responding in a much more natural and regulated way. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. So, Annabelle, if somebody wanted to... Uh, learn more about creeping up on the problem and maybe uh, doing some work with you to help them deal with the anxiety and stress they have in their lives, uh, what should they do? Yeah, well, there's different options, Scott. Of course, the, please feel free to visit my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com. Um, you can uh, arrange a 30-minute phone consultation with me, and we can discuss your EFT needs. Uh, I work with clients over the phone and Skype and in person. Uh, we've had some great successes this weekend at my Level 2 Practitioner Workshop. Uh, I was teaching people creeping up on the problem, mm. and I have a Level 3 workshop coming up uh, in a month's time as well. So I'm offering a lot of workshops right now. It's another way to learn EFT thoroughly so you can use it on yourself. Wonderful. So can you give us that website one more time? Yes, www.the, 
EFTHealingCenter.com. Wonderful. Well, Annabelle, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to share with this. I, uh, I have, uh, you know, really appreciated it a lot because I am feeling so uh, stress-free and my anxiety level is way down. And even when I think about the things that I was anxious about before, uh, I don't feel as hopeless or as uh, stressed about out about, or as anxious or stressed out about them as I did before uh, we started our, our show today. So thank you very much for that. You're welcome, Scott. And thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, you've been listening to the EFT on, uh, Healing Center online radio network. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.